You know, guys are terrible at taking care of their health. It doesn't matter if you got a knee injury or a bad back or something even worse than that. Guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing a little dirt on it. My dad used to say, just spit on it and keep moving. They don't want to go see the doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. Look at my recent bout that I'm always talking about with gout. And the same is true for something like erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Get treated for it. Why not? Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. No humiliation. No shame. All you got to do is chat online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. And look, getting started is simple. You go to GetRoman.com slash WatchChad and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door. Even comes in a cute little blue zipper bag. It's really kind of cool. Don't ask me how I know, because I know. They're going to deliver with free two-day shipping. Guys, go talk to the doctor. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get it checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash WatchChad to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash WatchChad for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash WatchChad. Come on, guys. What are you waiting for? It's party time, Mom. Welcome back to Studio 22, the Chad Prather Show. We are podcasting right here from Blaze Studios. <laughs> party time, Mom. Stay horned. Always. Always. I got the sweetest note today from a lady. Um, let me pull her name up here in a second. She said, I want to ask your permission. She said, I've got a group of girls. We listen to the podcast. We're going to start selling stuff at the... Uh, farmers market and donate proceeds to the various causes that um, um, oh gosh I'll have to go find her name it's in one of my message boxes and uh, she said we want to start giving the proceeds to the different uh, charities and causes that y'all talk about on the Chad Prather show Mm -hmm. want to make sure that you know you and your wife are okay with that and they were going to call it uh, the Prather PTs party timers yes I like it little podcast group it's fun so they're going to sell some they're going to sell stuff at the farmer's market. And then and donate little, yeah. a portion or, or the funds no, to? No, the funds, the proceeds. Oh, that's well, Whatever great. they choose to do. That's their business. But yeah. Let's go do a live show. That's sweet. Where do you want to do a live show? At the at their farmer's market. Well, well maybe. We'll just find go out. Go down there and hang out with them. <laughs> I love how Natalie just comes up with ideas like, let's go do a live show because all she has to do is show up. <laughs> Everybody else has to bring microphones and cameras and okay. lights and all that stuff. Let's yeah. go to a restaurant so we can eat, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Party Foul Steve is over there. Why is it so hard for us to find graphic designers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're trying so hard to find some people who want to work, artists that want to make designs. We will give you the idea to make T-shirts. And, and uh, it, it, it don't even start sending me messages like, we'll do it, we'll do it, because artists just don't want to work. And I see, it made me think of that because I'm seeing the T-shirt over there that you're wearing from Yee Apparel, which, of course, is was released by our friends Granger and Amber Smith uh, after the tragic loss of their son, River. Uh, and, of course, it says Riv on the back of the little 
track hoe there. And so they've raised about $200,000 that they've donated to the children's hospital and uh, tragic, tragic deal, sad deal. Uh, but you just couldn't ask for two better people and how they've handled the loss of their child with grace and, and just, just fortitude that, I mean, you know, you, no one can imagine the hurt and the pain. Mm-hmm. So our hearts go out and certainly our prayers and, and we've given our love to, to Granger and Amber, but Go to yeeapparel.com. Pick up one of those uh, Riv shirts. These are sold out right now, but they are, they are coming out with a new line in the fall. Yeah. That same thing, proceeds will be donated. Yeah. Well, support Granger Smith. I mean, you know, Granger's a great musician and a great friend, and we've done a lot of fun stuff with him, and, and he's, he's just a good dude. And we were down at their little, at their distribution center and the ranch down there messing around for the latest video they did. And, of course, you know, the kids were down there playing and stuff. So it's a tragic, sad deal. Um but anyway. And you can't think of a better model than Party Foul to show that shirt off. Of course, Party That's Foul. Right. Yeah, Look at Party him. Foul. Look at him. Look at that specimen. What a man. <laughs> <laughs> hair flip. You must take good Roman. You I, must use Roman I health do. to have I, hair I take like it that. whether I need it or not. That's right. I take it just in case. I love Roman health. I do. I think GetRoman.com. If you go to GetRoman.com slash WatchChad, I want them to be our main sponsor from stay now until Jesus comes back. Hashtag stay horned. You can, it's, it's privacy. You don't. You can go online. I did it. Go online. You talk to a doctor. You just answer a few questions, and they send you the prescription, and you can get uh, uh, medicines for, for – and you can get name-brand medicines or, or, or the, the – the no name, you know, prescriptions for generic erectile dis, yeah, generic for erectile dysfunction. You can get your herpes medicine on there. I mean, it, I don't need that, but you know, I don't need the erectile Aww. dysfunction, but I get it because I drink whiskey and I stay horned. <laughs> little it WD. comes in a nice little discreet little WD. Yeah. Hey, did your wife whisper to you? Hey, did you take a pill? Did you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four or five. Four or five. One for each finger. I don't like shaking hands like this. <laughs> Can't even make a fist anymore. Oh, gosh. <laughs> My joints are stiff. Man, I encourage people to go to GetRoman.com. I'm telling you, if it's a man, don't ignore it. I, there's no shame in this game. Go to it. Candice, queen of the Ethiopians, is over there blushing as we yes, talk I'm, about I'm GetRoman.com. You're 23 years old, girl. That's true. I think and they have I'm something 46. for ladies, too, I bet. Okay. <laughs> Men, we're going to stick show. with the men's health. Oh, okay. Yeah. I am 46 years old. Things are falling apart. I, I threw I threw my back out in the bed just trying to get to sex. <laughs> <laughs> what even happens? Just trying to get to it and threw my back out about six months ago. I was like, oh, oh, oh rain check. Oh, I just wasted those pills. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, anyway, the puppet master Mark over here driving Hello. the Starship Studio Twenty Two. How you been, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You been doing anything fun lately? Yeah, actually, I went out of town uh, last week. I went out to Hilton Head, South Carolina. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wedding in Pennsylvania, so been all over the last. Was that week. your first time to Hilton Head? It was. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty cool place. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's home for me. I mean, you know, growing up in Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. we were in Hilton Head all the time. We yeah. spring breaked over there. That was our spot. I haven't ever been there. Have you not? Mm-mm. You go. You'll enjoy it. Nice. That whole area. I haven't really. Yeah, it's a gorgeous place. Be ready to spend some money. What's going on in your world, hot news, Natalie? I went to your show. Yeah. For my, it was my first time to ever go to the show, and uh, that's a live good, show. Yeah. Yeah, and I took notes for critique, and you know <laughs> what went well, what has room for improvement. Bless your heart. <laughs> it was great. 
We had so much fun. We had family that joined us, and Joseph and I were just, we were cracking up. So. Yeah, we that was fun in Huntsville. That was a Father's Day, so it was a Sunday night. The mm-hmm. storms were coming through, mm-hmm. and people showed up. They had to drag chairs out because it was oversold, yep. and uh, I surprised me, so I was thankful everybody came out. We just got done with a couple of shows in New Jersey, and that was a lot of fun. And this week, this weekend down in New Braunfels, uh, Cooper Wade and I are going to be recording the live album. So if anybody's ever been or, or hasn't been to a Chad Prather Cooper Wade show, We've been doing these things for about five years. It's completely different from the live comedy show. Um, we have a lot of laughs. We go at each other. We sing some funny songs, crazy songs. Some I've written, some he's written, and some we've written together. And we're going to record it and make a live album out of it. And we're doing that Saturday night at Downtown Social. You can go to watchchad.com, get more information. And then I think on Sunday we're going to float the Kamau River. And uh, do you ever use Airbnb? I, I just... I just reserved one. I'm starting to get fascinated with this thing. Like it kind of weirded me out yes. early on to think oh, about staying no, in somebody this else's house. This is VRBO. House. Is that the same? I mean, is it's that kind of the same, same concept? Yeah. I think I'm doing it. I'm, we're going to East Texas. Okay. With my girlfriends. We're staying in a double wide trailer this time. <laughs> it's double wide, double high. You better know it. <laughs> Girl, you better step. You better know. Just my airstream circa 1967. <laughs> if you don't like the view, just turn it around. They, they cut the hitch off. <laughs> That's where I grew up. Where uh, I grew yeah, up. That's where we're uh, we're we are doing this. Uh, you feel weird? Are you are you? Well, I used doing? to, but now I'm like starting to think. I want to go all to all these places. There's some pretty cool places yes. you can stay. I've stayed in uh, Chelsea District in New York City. I've stayed over in Hoboken in New Jersey when we've been up there, mm-hmm. and for extended, you know. Anywhere from seven to ten days. I Did they it. know you were there? Yes, they knew we no. were there. Definitely. But you, squatting. Wash your, you wash your clothes, you use their dishes. Breaking and entering kind of is not Airbnb. He was just squatting. He's squatting. squatting. But no, they weren't using it none. No, I looked up the rent in those apartments we were staying at, and the monthly rent was $6,500 a month. No wonder. There's probably like ten people that all stay together in one Absolutely. And Airbnb their apartments out. I have some Rockettes, friends who are Rockettes, and that's what they do. They all have a apartments together mm. and they make pretty good money actually no but they have they rent together because mm. it's so expensive there you used it candace i've never used it before no mark you yeah actually the trip i just went on um everywhere was airbnb so That's we cool. had like a place at a resort in hilton head and then i was up in pennsylvania and for the wedding party they had like a house for all the guests but so, you can I mean, see some great. really cool places for yeah not a lot of money oh yeah you can go to spain and stay for 80 bucks a night that's true. Different places. Well, you know, I know. You know. So, like, yeah. Jade loves to go to Portofino, Italy. Okay. Portofino, Lake Cuomo, and stuff like that. You can stay in some of those villas that are really, really nice for, like, $125 a night overlooking the sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. You know where else you can go and stay really cheap right now? There's so many jokes right now. Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Republic. They're giving it away. Dominican Republic. Like, they might pay you. You can get a killer deal. (laughs) (laughs) You can get a killer deal in the Mm -hmm. Dominican Republic. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to to talk about that for a second. Talk about it. Um, Is this what you were telling me you want to talk about? Yes. Let's talk about it. Well, I have a friend that, um, I have actually family that's going there next month to the Dominican Republic. And I'm wondering, is there really a spike in the deaths or is that normal? Like, and it's just being reported more, you know, like shark attacks. Sometimes just it gets more media coverage. So everybody thinks that there's just shark sharks infesting all of our waters on the coast. So I don't know. Is there really a spike? I I know there's a level of warning. There is a a medium 
warrant level for security, but that was more for just dangerous situations like de- murder. I don't get in the ocean, first of all, so it's not something I pay attention to. But I don't mean the sharks. Me I meant Dominican Republic, the deaths yeah, in Dominican. Yeah, but you're talking about sharks off the coast. I don't, so I don't deal with that, and yeah, then right. I don't go to the Dominican Republic, so there's that. Okay. But, like, okay, so Papi Ortiz, David Ortiz, got mm-hmm. shot last week. Guy mm-hmm. gets off the motorcycle, shoots him in the – and was that a hit on him? Then there was all this confusion about was it – Meant for him, or was he a mistake? Was it because of the girl he was dating? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's just like it's. A, this is what I was thinking about this morning. I have been to some of the craziest places on the planet, just crazy, crazy places. I've said it till I'm blue in the face. All these third world countries. These days, most people, most Americans, especially younger generation, have no idea what the rest of the world is like. They talk about this crisis at the border and detention centers and, as Ocasio-Cortez calls it, concentration camps and, and this stuff. And they talk – they're comparing it to what we live in with, like, using Airbnbs. Right. Like, we think we're going to travel somewhere and we're, we're talking about a good deal on a house overlooking the <laughs> ocean. You don't understand the the squalor and the disparity of of – Wealthy to poverty, impoverished in a lot of these countries, and most of these areas are truly impoverished. And you don't understand the, oh gosh, what I want to choose my words so correctly here. Just the violent nature of many of these communities, if you will, these nations, if you will. Uh, it's It's because human life is so undervalued in many of these places. So you see spikes that happen, mm-hmm. whether it's in Honduras, because at times Honduras has more homicides than any country on the planet. I've been to Honduras a dozen times at least. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's you, So you see these spikes in the things that happen, and you just have to interpret what's going on in light of the environment in which these people are forced to live. This is a very violent world we live in. It's a very violent world. People get stoned in Rwanda. And I don't mean the the high kind. I mean mm-hmm. the rocks upside the head. You know they'll bury you up to your neck and then stone you to death. Uh, there's beheadings in the Middle East. They throw people off buildings in Yemen, and and I, it's it's a violent world we live in. Go to Russia, people disappear. Um, it's it's crazy the world we live in. For the for the ones who are getting sick, the Americans and the, and then the eleven, twelve, however many. Who have died? Have y'all heard the reasoning behind it? Or th- there's actually speculation, but one of th- might be the alcohol that something's in the alcohol that yeah. they're, they're drinking at the resorts. Yeah, you also go down there and you're going to drink ten times as much alcohol as you normally would. You're on vacation, mm-hmm. and I well, think my you- theory there is with what's going on there is drinking the alcohol is I think that it's happening at the distillery. I think okay. they're refilling these bottles with stuff that ain't good okay on purpose what do you think Candace? or they don't care well, a lot Same of it one. was like the mini bars the hotel mini That's bars I so i don't know like i don't know if there's a correlation between like the hotels that people are staying at if they're owned by the same company like you said if they're getting all those supplies from the same distillery it could be but there is definitely a correlation with like mini bars and which goes back to my original point on my little diatribe there is people don't understand how it is in other places like you don't have the same regulations 
mm-hmm. a place like the Dominican Republic to make sure of quality control mm-hmm. and things like that. You just don't you're you're going you're taking when you travel internationally, especially today, you are really putting your life at risk. You, it's your choice. It's a gamble. You have to travel smart. You have to be wise with what you do. Um, it, but I mean, you know, hey, you're drinking a liquor bottle bottle from the mini bar. You, you don't expect something like that to kill you. Sure. You know, there's no way you can gauge that. I mean, I drink whiskey to stay healthy, personally. It kills all the germs. <laughs> well, you know, with all with our travels, even here in the U.S., sometimes we go places and we're like, you know what, we probably shouldn't be here. And then we just find our way out. You just kind of have a feeling. But I paid the cover charge. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we ain't staying here. Well, so I had. Because I value my own life. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have done that. We've pulled up to some hotels that someone else has re- reserved for us. And you're like, okay, it's a Sheraton. Sure, it'll be nice. And you pull up there and it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. That's a suicide bomber right over there. Yeah. We're leaving. And who put a Greyhound bus station in a hotel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of my friends. Uh... <laughs> Let me stop you. Okay, sorry. So last no? week we were in San Antonio and Bougie Sean, right? Here comes Bougie Sean. And he, we pulling up to this, one of the nicest hotels in San Antonio. But it is a block from the Greyhound station. <laughs> and Bougie's like, oh, hell no. I what is this? What is this? What are we doing? I'm like, just relax, pal. You'll be all right. Here's the blackest dude in San Antonio. And he's like, whoa. I'm like, man, no. get out and talk to him, Sean. They when probably a, when a black dude's worried about where he's going to go, <laughs> come on. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? I don't know. Oh, my. Well, my friend Melissa came back from, she went to Nickelodeon Hotel or something in Punta Cana. Punta Cana. And uh, she came back sick mm-hmm. and actually didn't start to, I think she didn't start to feel sick until after she got back. Yeah. And um, she ended up making the news. She's Melissa. R- we need to have her on the show. Rycroft. Rycroft. She's so fun. Um, anyway, this is this is my fun story for you. I got a call asking because there was a news. St- oh, man. Headlines are great because it says Melissa Rycroft falls ill as 11th person dies in in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> um, and so my friend Brooke Sorensen called me and said, is Melissa OK? Because she had seen that um, headline. And I was like, yeah. So anyway, we got to chatting. Mm-hmm. Did you talk about me at all? We did. Oh, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> so Brooke, you know, who Steve wants, loves, Sorensen, former DC, DCC, and she's married to a professional baseball player. I actually player. love her whole family now after following her on Instagram. <laughs> What's funny is before we started taping this and you were out of the room. No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you do it. So I say, so, so she says, you know, she said, um, something came up. She said, I probably shouldn't tell you the story. I said, what? And she said, well, I was, I was looking through the gram Insta and, um, I saw, I saw Steve on Instagram. All right. I know. You're in. And she goes, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but he was in my dream. Oh, she's been in a thousand of mine. (laughs) (laughs) So one for a thousand. That's pretty good. She said, I dreamed about him. And I said, what? Uh-oh. Oh, now I'm going to blush a little bit. <laughs> what do you know about that, Steve? I don't know. How about that, buddy? I think that Roman's kicking in or something. <laughs> <laughs> Steve just got Roman. <laughs> anyway, so I asked, her what, I asked her what it was about, oh. naturally. And she said, uh, well, 
it's probably nothing to write home about, but she said something about she was in a classroom and you were the teacher. Oh, that's possible. That's maybe I, <laughs> maybe I'm going to be a teacher someday. So Brooke Sorensen had a dream about party foul. That's nice. Makes me feel good. Steve. The world can end now. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what What else? I mean, really, Jesus. Well, what just is wrap up the fulfilled? show. He's wrap accomplished everything. Yeah. <laughs> She's just trying to get on the podcast with me. <laughs> she can do it, though, whenever she wants. <laughs> look at Steve in this angle. Go back to Steve on this. Look like he's only got one arm. arm. <laughs> I, I, could, I was like, where's his hand? It's down well, on his leg. Yeah, there, talking look, about Brooke. Look right there. <laughs> Quit. Stay horned. <laughs> the uh, party time, Mom. Party time. Um, Man. Oh, gosh. That's kind of cool. I know. Brooke had a dream about Brooke Steve. Brooke had a dream about Steve. Wow. Y'all shut up. You're, I just feel inadequate okay. right now. Life goal yeah. accomplished. Yeah. You're set. Well, they, I have to tell you, they have made some pretty babies. <laughs> they put, uh, put them on Instagram, so I see them. I'm going to look now. <laughs> see what's new. Steve's going to go look it up I'm right now. send her a message right now. He's going to get blocked. You should. <laughs> nope. You had a dream about me. Let's have this. Let's talk about reparations. All right, man. What about, a hot button. Let's talk about reparations. I am so sick of hearing about this reparation stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, that's all these all these candidates are coming out right now and they're going to run for president. And everybody wants to talk about, well, we need to consider talking. We need to have an honest discussion. I'm so sick of this. Let's have an honest discussion. Well, then have the damn honest discussion right now. Let's discuss it. Let's have an honest discussion. But let me tell you something. When it comes to that, everybody's gotten their butt so sensitive to everything. They can't have an honest discussion because if you have an honest discussion, somebody's going to get offended. Because mm-hmm. if a white person running for president has an honest discussion about reparations for the descendants of so-called the so-called descendants of former slaves, then they're going to be they're going to be ruled out. So it, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will have an honest discussion about reparations. I'm not afraid of anybody. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. This whole idea that you're going to pay a descendant of someone who was a slave a reparations. How do you even begin to approach this concept? How do you even begin to think about this? First of all, first of all, only like 1.5% of Southerners in this antebellum Civil War era only... Look at Steve. My people. <laughs> I want my check. And I want on. it now. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Hate mail goes to Steve at watchchat.com. The, uh, and the checks, too. <laughs> that's the thing. Okay. So only a minority of Southerners owned slaves. All right. At the time of the Civil War, over 3,000 blacks owned slaves themselves. Slaves came to this country because they had first been enslaved by black captors in West Africa and other places. But it was blacks owning blacks that led to this. Okay, so now what you're going to do is you're going to say, well, who's going to pay the reparations? Well, you have to, Natalie, because you're Mm -hmm. white. Mm -hmm. So by default, since you're Caucasian, then you must have had something to do with the slave trade and slave ownership back in the 1800s, 150 some odd years ago. So it had to be. Now, we don't know whether you did or not, whether that's factual. We don't know. But you're guilty because you're white, Mm -hmm. period. Just the the melanin in your skin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Am I I right on that? Melanin? Melatonin? Melanin? It's melanin. Melatonin. Melatonin is a... Is it melatonin? That's a... No, No, it's it's melanin. Yeah, that's a sleeping aid. Oh. 
Melatonin. Melatonin's a sleep aid, yeah. I've made that mistake numerous times. I get to talking and, I, and I'm like, well, okay, and then I catch myself. Melanin. So it's melanin. So, so the color of your skin. Pigmentation. Mm-hmm. How do you decide who pays what? First of all, how do you come up with an amount? How do we know that you, if your color of skin is brown, are a descendant of a slave? Mm-hmm. How do we know that your, your, your forefathers, your ancestors, weren't slave owners? Right. How do we know? There were 360,000 men who died in the Civil War trying to free the slaves, mostly mm-hmm. white people. Now, there were 700,000 total, but 350,000 of them were Northerners, Union soldiers who were fighting against slavery. Do we pay reparations to the families of those who died in order to enable them to be emancipated? Do we ignore them? Are they exempt from paying reparations? How do you do this? Mm -hmm. How do you determine? First of all, most immigrants came to this country after 1880 and then again after 1960. After 1880, Civil War was already done. Slavery had been abolished. So if the majority of the mass influx of today's immigrants, descendants, mm-hmm. they came in after the Civil War. How do we hold them accountable? They didn't They didn't do it. At what point in time do I get reparations for what the Muslims of Northern Africa uh, on the Bar- Barbary Coast for enslaving my European fathers? At mm-hmm. what point? Do, I had a guy said that online the other day, and a guy said, well, that wasn't America. I don't give a if it was America or not. I'm just telling you. She timestamped it. She timestamped it so she could know where to go in and bleep it. 2344. <laughs> <laughs> she immediately looked at the clock, Candice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, so at one point in time, I don't give a <laughs> America or not. The whole thing was, and I mean this, I'm serious. I get passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Angry white male! This is a crazy thing. <sighs> Most slaves in America were not under the American government. Now, now think about that. Slavery was in America long before we got our independence from England. So mm-hmm. actually, much of the slavery was done under colonial rule. It was under a monarchy, under King mm-hmm. George. So so to say, well, that, that wasn't under America. Well, a lot of the slavery in the American colonies wasn't under an American mm-hmm. government either. So you see, it, it just gets dicey in this whole thing. So the royal family needs to pay up. That's where it comes in. King Charles <laughs> and Queen Elizabeth, or Prince Charles, yes. and Camilla. Yes. I blame Harry. <laughs> he married a half-black woman. Yes. And just had a quarter black baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works out. He's can probably you even. have a red-headed black baby? I don't know. I'm assuming you yeah, can. Yeah, great question. What, Steve? He's probably even. He <laughs> He's, He's even. He's like, He's if Michael, if, if Michael Jackson was alive today, would he have to pay himself? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's a dumb thing. It's a crazy thing. Barack Obama, he's half black, half white, but he identifies as black. So who does he pay? He doesn't. He gets a check. Oh, he gets a check. Yep. Now, I love what my buddy Larry Elder said the other day. He said, now, look, I'm against reparations, but if they send me a check, I'm cashing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I love the honesty, Larry. I love it. You were just with Diamond and Silk, and uh-huh. I, I saw them uh, two days ago on Fox talking about this and uh, that the Democratic candidates were saying we want to create or invest money in creating um, a forum to talk about this yeah. and they were giving their opinion. Did you ask them about this by chance and get their thought on it? I think we talked about it a little bit at dinner. 
And because uh, they went off. And well, they think it's ludicrous too. Oh, it's, it's they dumb. went off. So we we had dinner mm-hmm. the night before our event, and we were talking about it, and we 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 went off together. I mean, we we sat in a private room, a uh, dining room, and had dinner, and uh, ourselves and, and uh, Sheriff AJ Andy Louderback, he was in there, and um, uh, Bill and Tressie who managed them, and let me tell you. We uh, we had a time in there. It was it was a it was a, it got outrageous over dinner, just blessing blessing people out. But name one presidential candidate on the Democratic side, because a lot of them hold office right now. Buttigieg mm-hmm. is a mayor. Mm-hmm. Gillibrand, Swalwell, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. I can go down the list. Cory Booker, Sanders, uh, Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren, they mm-hmm. all hold office currently. Mm-hmm. They are Congress people, senators, local elected officials, but they hold office. Not a single one of them ran on a platform of reparations in order to get into that office. It's only now they're pandering for votes. I've started calling them hashtag pander bears in my tweets. They're pander bears. So they're pandering for votes. In other words, what they're doing is they're buying votes. Mm-hmm. They're saying we need the black vote, so we're going to pander in order to buy it. Let me tell you something. That is a mm. – you want honest talk? Here's what's going to happen. You're going to buy You're going to buy the votes, right, with a, with a promise of reparations. You can't institute reparations because there's no logical way to do it. Right. Because let me tell you something. We live in a society, and this is human nature. When you get to a point where you can't be given enough to satisfy you, you've already been given too much. Right. Okay? So you're going to tell me that if all, all of a sudden we pass reparations, that the guys like uh, – uh, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton are just going to shut up and they're done. Like, okay, we got our nut. It's we're, we, we're finally satisfied. We got everything. No, they're going to come up with something else because you can't give them. If you're race baiting and, or, or you're playing identity politics, you can't give somebody enough because you've given them everything. And when you've given them everything and they're still not satisfied, they've been given too much. That is human nature. I don't care what the color of your skin is. That's just truth. And so, They'll never be satisfied. These guys have no way to institute it, and so they're pandering. They're playing pander bear to these people, and they're trying to buy their votes. And all that is doing, if you will hear me honestly and compassionately, I'm telling you, you got to – and I appreciate C.J. Pearson with his latest trend uh, hashtag talking about uh, black, not Democrat. And I love Candace Owens yes. talking about Blexit and and, and uh, Brandon Stryker who's doing the walk away thing for mm-hmm. – you know, you know, he's – a gay man who walked away from the Democrat and and these guys are catching so much hate. I appreciate it. But they're what they're saying to you is do not stay on that plantation. Don't stay enslaved. What's mm-hmm. going to happen? They're going to send you a check. What you're going to get a $200 check every month. Is that going to satisfy you? No, of course not. Because it's, you you're going to say, say, I need 300. No, I need 400, 500. Or why did my neighbor, why did they get this and I got that? Mm-hmm. And then what are you going to do with the money? You're going to go spend it at Walgreens or CVS or Walmart. Guess what? Those are owned by white people. So all you're doing is making the white people richer by using your reparations to buy more. 29.22. Thank you. This is a good system. <laughs> I, it, Literally, I'm, I apologize for the for the passion and the language, but it pisses me off. It really does because because you're going to sit here and tell me. I mean, my folks look. We grew up poor folks. I mean, my, my look, my my ancestors, my grandparents, my great grandparents were poor folks. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids have to go out there and sweep the sand in the front yard. That's that was. There, there was no grass. We didn't have right. they, didn't, they didn't have lawns. You had to sweep the dirt to keep the weeds from growing up 
all over everything. And so every day they got to sweep the sweep, mm-hmm. you know, out in front of the house. Then you got Elizabeth Warren. Oh. Then you got Elizabeth Warren. She wants to make reparations for gays because she says, "Okay, well, for so long it was illegal for for same sex couples to get insurance and all these different things. So, so now we need to consider reparations for gays." Oh, this is like saying, <laughs> this was like saying that um, I love to eat at Denny's, but there was never a Denny's restaurant close to my house. So I always had to go really, really far to get to a Denny's. And now that they built a Denny's close to my house, they should give me, you know, a five thousand dollar gift card to Denny's because they they were biased against where I lived. So so Denny's owes me reparations. <laughs> it's somehow same, I get that. It's a loose <laughs> it's a it's a loose example that has a lot of flaws, but it's the same point. It's is I love what Kevin Wade, our buddy, said. He said uh, on on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever, Facebook the other day, he said, I think anyone who is currently a slave should get reparations, and it yes. should be paid by anyone who's currently a slave owner. Makes sense. Because there are no current slaves. Mm-hmm. And you can't prove, you'd have to really do some searching to be able to prove if you were owned, your, as far as your family's concerned, and, and then discover who owned you. I, I saw Candace Owen, Owens ask at a, of course, at a college. Tell me what you can't do today as a black man that a white man can do. Right. What can, and and then somebody, oh, of course, you know, most people clap. Somebody spewed out, walk down the street without getting shot by a cop, which of course she just slaughtered with more white people are killed by cops than black people. Yeah. Um, and you know, that was her. Her point is that they're ever everybody's equal, and just like you said, you grew up raking the sand. Um, you know, I went to school. I didn't, but my grandparents. Did. Okay, but I went to school without lunch money, and we all have. You know, you gotta you gotta fight for what you want, right? And everybody has an equal opportunity to do that, no matter where you came from. I used to steal lunch money from my dad's jar in his room. It, then you didn't spend it on lunch. Nope. Did you? Yeah. Did you eat? I, lunch no, money? I used to steal Coke money. I'd steal fifty cents out of his <laughs> jar in his room. He probably knew, but listen, just confessing. We all have a fair shake. Here's the thing. We live in a country in which there are now, um, you've always had the CEOs and the COOs and the CFOs. Now there are, now they have uh, chief equality officers that are in Fortune 100 companies, Fortune 500 companies to Mm -hmm. make sure. That things are meted out fairly and done right. There is, and by the way, the argument can be made, and I have made it adequately, that reparations have actually already been paid in the trillions of dollars on job placements, job contracts, job opportunities, Mm -hmm. uh, educational, affirmative action, Mm -hmm. all of these kind of placements that have happened, and it has been paid in the trillions of dollars. All I'm saying is... If you are looking for a free handout, I don't care what the color of your skin or sexual orientation is, you are hamstringing yourself. You are. You. I, I love my buddy Jesse Lee Peterson. I need to post some clips of me being on his show because he's just so funny. You know, Jesse Lee, here's a black man who is, who is interviewing a black woman, and she talks about uh, she got into college with affirmative action. He says, I'm so sorry for that. She goes, what do you mean? He goes, you didn't earn it on your own merits. Somebody had to give it to you. I mean, that's quite telling when you put it that way. 
I mean, you're insulting yourself by bragging about them giving you a place you didn't earn mm-hmm. on your own merits. And look, I walk down the street with Bougie Sean in every city and every region of America. I've never worried about somebody firing off shots because I'm walking next to a black man. Right. It's not the world we live in. People are full of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not saying people aren't killing each other in the south side of Chicago. They are. But again, you're talking black on black crime with mo- the majority of that. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're right. More white people are getting shot statistically than black people. So mm-hmm. anyway. Right. Come on with it. We can have this discussion. I mean, people can get up in arms all they want. I mean, it's just it's ludicrous. We've lost common sense. These people are pander bears. Mm-hmm. Pander bears. I love Booty Judge, man, drinking out of his brown paper bag, drinking his 40. Probably his first time and last time. Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, look, Buttigieg is a smart dude. He knows multiple languages and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But, boy, he, he had a rough go of it over the is weekend, it? too, because, you know, there was a there was a shooting. Um, I saw that. Up there where, where he's at, in South, where he's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and there was a, a black man wielding a knife at a police officer, and a police officer who was white shot him, killed mm-hmm. him. Um, and then, of course— you know what's going to happen there is now it becomes a big, you know, Black Lives Matter uh, rally, Black Lives Matter rally. Mm-hmm. And so Buttigieg comes back, you know, when everybody else is campaigning in South Carolina, Buttigieg comes back and he's trying to talk to the he's got 150 people out there screaming at him. And uh, he caught it. Um, and they, they basically said, look, you've never done anything for the black community as long as you've been mayor here. I'm paraphrasing. And so one woman said, are you really here because you care about blacks or are you just here because you want to be president? Mm-hmm. And he said, this is my home, too. And, and uh, he said, uh, he said, you're running. She said, you're running for president. You want black people to vote for you. He said, I'm not asking for your votes. And they said, good, because you're, you're not, not going to get it. it. <laughs> I mean, Buttigieg uh, looked really, really bad. I'm not saying that's the end of his candidacy here. He's not mm-hmm. over. But that's probably going to be a big one that's going to hit him. Because if you can't handle a protest of 125, 150 people screaming at you, and the only way you know to come back is that you look out of control. How in the world are you going to handle it on a larger scale when you talk about the presidency of the United States? Well, and there's a point they brought up. What did you do for us before? Yeah. You were you were, you were were in an elected office. You were chosen. And now you're... We're, this is the first time we're ever hearing about you being of the community yeah. and supporting, you know, the black community yeah. now that you're running for president. So, and I don't know, I don't live up there, so I don't know what he's done. You know, well, I know I, obviously he couldn't spew out a lot of his statistics because yeah. all he said was, this is my home too. Yeah. I live here too. Well, that's great. Right. Well, it wasn't a good look, you know, wasn't a good look. So we'll see what comes out. But it kind of goes back to what you're saying. No matter how much you do for someone, you can only do so much. They it's going to want more. Sure, politicians never enough. Sure. Okay, and I got a beef with the conservative party too. Anybody that says they're conservative, we haven't conserved a damn thing. Mm. We haven't done anything under conservatives, even under with a conservative leadership. The government still continues to expand, 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 expand to to the tune of trillions of dollars a year. 
We're not conserving a damn thing. We don't. We say we believe in limited government, smaller government, and all. what we're doing is we're trying to get the government to fix all of our problems. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. This thing's just getting bigger and bigger and broader and broader. We're not conserving anything. You look at the situation down at the border. This mm-hmm. thing is out of control. It has grown out of control. We're not doing anything to conserve. We're not doing anything to reel in these situations. We're letting it. They're playing this thing. And these politicians are so hungry for power and for votes. They're playing against each other. I blame the Democrats. I blame the Republicans. I blame everybody in Washington, D.C. for this mess that we got. I don't care who you are. And look, Donald Trump doesn't walk on water. He's not my Messiah. He has never saved me from anything, although I appreciate the things he's done. I can also critique him on some things he's done that need to be done differently. Mm -hmm. And he got to quit worrying about who's talking bad about him on Twitter and get the damn job done. Or this will be if he doesn't get reelected or if he does. I'm telling you, there's a very, very solid chance. This is historic. You're looking at the last Republican president we're ever going to see in our lifetime. That's a scary thought. Here we are. Mm. Hey, because and, people have lost their minds. He and Pelosi just had a, a supposedly a uh, conversation, a phone conversation um, about sending money down to help because of the the current conditions yeah. down. He said, I'm doing the best I can given what the former president put in my hand and the former True. presidents, not just president yeah. presidents. I'm doing the best I can. You help me. And so here's, this is some government spending yeah. that he wants to push down there to help with the current conditions that these. Well, and that's exactly right. So, Okay, and we're talking this. This isn't this president. This is this is four or five presidents deep sure. now that this crisis has been going on. This is a major deal. This is not new. And what do you expect? I love what Dan Crenshaw tweeted uh, back as a response uh, this weekend, where he said, "What do you expect to be done when you have hundreds of thousands of people showing up at the border all at once? How do you expect that to be handled?" I mean, I've I've called out Eric Swalwell numerous times on Twitter. You know, he wants to give it, but he don't want to he don't want to respond when you give it back mm-hmm. to him. And so I've said, what is your plan? Stop saying we will do this. And, you know, you haven't said you're going to do anything. Again, it's this whole we're going to have an honest discussion about it. Then have it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Nancy Pelosi, what's your solution? AOC, what's your solution? What are you going to do with hundreds of thousands of people showing up at the border? And but you've got these guys who come out and, and Swalwell. Who tweets about if you're Hispanic then you need to, you, Trump's going to deport you. What did the tweet say? He said, if you're Hispanic, nothing, uh, there's nothing that Trump won't do to break up your family, cage your children, or erase your existence with a weapon. Because you're not senses. from here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm Hispanic, that insults me. That's, that's Candice, queen of the Ethiopians. It's yes, insulting. It is. Because what it says is if you're Hispanic, then you are by nature not supposed to be here. Exactly, and that's not no. the case. <laughs> We're talking about illegal aliens. We, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of Trump supporting Hispanics out there that are here not only legally. This is their home. There's some there were some who were born here, and there's some who immigrated here, and they came the right way, came in the front door, went through the process. Mm-hmm. What a slap in the face, this guy! Oh. And look, it breaks my heart when I read the AP reports about these children oh, down here. Too. And you've got one teenage girl taking care of a two-year-old baby. And, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, it, 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 you got – how are you going to – but what are you going to do? How many of the politicians have been down there? If there's a crisis in your company, let's just say – I'm just 
trying to put my world, like if I owned a company and there was some sort of crisis, whatever it is, do, do you, do you, you know, um, lead by uh, from hundreds of miles away or do yeah. you get in it and figure it out? Like has AOC been down there yet? No. She's never and been she's down been there. Invited to go and sh- and still no. Or any of these guys, I'm, not just her. Republicans. No. How many Republicans? Maybe how many of them have I know gone Dan down Crenshaw there? Has. I mm-hmm. mean, I've been down there. Right. It's, it, I mean, you know, it's it's it's. I agree with you. Go take a look. Go see this thing. It's a deplorable situation. But I will still contend. It is not American taxpayers' responsibility to take care of illegal aliens. Mm-hmm. I look. It, it it's a humanitarian crisis sure. that I get. As Americans, we do pretty good in humanitarian crisis. There's not a single soul I know of that doesn't feel compassion for mm-hmm. this situation. But you're down there where they can rent babies and rent children to try mm-hmm. to look like a family in order to get across the border seeking asylum. You can you can pay and get a child. When you cross over in California, you get immediate health care. You get health care, especially for the kids. <laughs> Immediately. So that's the thing. Yeah. We, you know, we have homeless veterans. Yeah. Otherwise known as the Dama and Silk Bill. So that so the girls are passing, put, trying to push this bill that talks about, you know, it, it's it's you. We have these homeless veterans. You got people on the streets who can't get any help, but yet you got folks that need to be deported. And mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like Trump's tactic where he says, OK, we're going to round up mass roundup and deportations. And then he's like, OK, now I'm going to hold off for two weeks to see if the Republicans and the Democrats can get together. Mm-hmm. They haven't been able to get together in 25 years. Right. <laughs> They're not going to get together in two weeks. This is not new. He knew, that another, when he, he knew that when he said it. But yeah, he but this is another one of those yeah. Trumpian ways of him doing things where he creates a crisis and then says, OK, well, I'm going to wait on it. And then he's going to come back and there's going to be some kind of solution. And he's going to go, see, I fixed it. It's like, I'm going to push the lady down, help her up and say, see, I saved this lady. Right. <laughs> Which it seems to kind of work Thank for you. him pretty good, usually. Well, well is what so it we'll is. we'll see. Is what it is. Mm. Party time, Mom. Oh, boy. Well, West Coast has a growing dead whale problem. There's that. There's, there's 160. Can't just not listen. We can't keep illegals out now we got mexican whales dying <laughs> on our beaches in oregon why are they coming all the way up to oregon because they get they get health care oh. and they're they going get to our free beaches veterinary health care okay oh, yeah that's exactly what it is that's exactly right but so. in 1970 they like were trying to get rid of them and so they just like resorted to using dynamite to blow up you ever seen video of that or it's horrific but like (laughs) blubber everywhere it just rains down whale parts whoever threw that out at the like the city council meeting was like yeah really thought it was gonna work they made a movie about that a while back that was that talked about how they were what were we gonna do with these giant you know whale carcasses well let's just dynamite them and uh my name's bubba guthrie i got an idea but i mean there were people (laughs) my name is Buddy Heaton. <laughs> Buddy Heaton. And I have a great idea. <laughs> but those people had shown up to watch them blow up the whale. And they just so got gross. covered uh. in whale guts and blood. So gross. <laughs> Can you imagine? Park the VW, put the top down. Just <laughs> 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 chunks so of whale bad. landing on the cars. Did, oh, did you man. see? Like a quarter mile away, that stuff was like. i get a basket and catch some of it. <laughs> I know what's for supper. <laughs> what? Yummy. Gross. Bernie Sanders is set to unveil a plan to cancel 
all $1.6 trillion U.S. student debt loan. Somebody's going to pay it. It don't just cancel. Well, I got people that owe me money right now. And I, I mean, like, I can say, okay, I'll forgive it. I don't, you don't, you know, I gave it to you. But they still technically owe me the money. It came out of my pocket. Sure. It was mine. I loaned it to you, which apparently then became a gift, <laughs> unbeknownst to me. And it's 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 money out of my pocket. Hey, don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> He's Steve, trying to all pay of Steve's debts are forgiven. Steve owes me nothing. Um, I can't think of anything. Well, I can, but that's how un-American. Yeah, it is. I owe a girl from high school fifty bucks. <laughs> You don't forget that. From high school. We were talking about that last week. We were talking about, like, yeah. there's nothing that separates people more than owing somebody money. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, could you ever know you, ever, you loan somebody money and then all of a sudden you don't you don't hear from them? I've been dodging oh, her for, for sure. 30 years. Like, they just won't call <laughs> you. They won't talk to you. They don't text anymore. I guess that is a good like, way thought, to get rid of somebody you don't like. Like, I thought we were friends. And <laughs> it's like, look, I, you know, because that's why I, I've always said a long time ago, I said, I don't loan money. I'll give you money. Like, if you're in need, I'll give it to you. And yeah. if you pay me back, you pay me back. But if not, I'm not giving it with you to pay me back. But Chad, that's a really brilliant idea. If there's somebody that's always on your nerves, just give it you to give them. Them. No, 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 don't give it to them. We got a loan. You no. got to pay this back. You'll never see them again. Six percent interest. Oh my gosh, that's the best way to get some to start yeah. weeding your friends. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Yeah, I hate people. <laughs> But I love y'all. I want you to go give us a, a, a five star review and uh, you know check out all of our uh, stuff we got going on on the road. Coming to Georgia, going to be back in uh, Athens, Georgia, the Georgia Theater, July twentieth. Uh, no, July twenty first. Uh, we're going to be in Macon on the twentieth, July twentieth. Then we're going to Lexington, Kentucky, on the twenty second. Another Sunday show. These Sunday shows are rocking, man. Chad unveiled a new song, at, uh, premiered it at the sure show did. I was at, and I lived it this week with my children. Yeah, it's called Beat That Ass. And I did it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's my new favorite song. It's gonna, we're going to put it on radio. We're going we're gonna, to, I've, I've got, I've added more to it and, and taken some away from what you heard. Because I was like learning it on stage as I yeah. was doing it because I'd never played it live. And so, spank yeah, that tail. Yeah, spank that ass. So, oh, I've that heard was, it. It's pretty good. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. You gotta beat yeah. that ass. Yeah. You gotta spank that butt. My girls got Don't let some those spankings. kids growing up to be junkies, punks, or sluts. Well, that was the goal. Yeah. They got they got a couple both my girls got spankings this week. Oh, bless her hearts. Don't they fine. They were they swimming not too long ago, are. but they sure got it. I'm trying. Good for them. <laughs> They'll be better yes. for it. Yeah. Well, Candice, Steve. Yes. Uh Steve's still waiting on his reparations, Mark. Yep. <laughs> write me a check. Oh, yeah. Write him a check. Still waiting. Right. Yep. Gotta get out of here. I'll take Venmo. <laughs> I got to go see my black man, Bougie Sean's waiting over mm-hmm. there to shoot mm-hmm. monologues for Humor Me, which reminds me, go to blazetv.com slash humor, sign up, get the entire year for like 85 bucks. It's worth it. We got to stick together. Stick, stick together. Stick, stick together. New song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love y'all. God bless you. We'll see you next time for Hot News Nality. We're out of here. Bye.